John. Beautiful plan. You too. You too. Thanks. Uh, We were just talking about um, all the different lines, and you had so many great and interesting ideas on that. (laughs) That was so cool. I was just like, gotta gotta play this on the YouTube um, uh, video too. Yeah. Um, So beautiful tune. It's wealth of ideas, and one thing I think a lot of viewers and let me know if I'm correct about this. one viewers really appreciate is uh, chords and chord voicings mm-hmm. and expanding, you know, all those different things and the fun you can have with just like learning. Well, yeah, all that. It's, it's the vocabulary. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, and this tune is Stairway to the Stars. Stairway I don't know if we said the that. Stars. I don't think uh, we did. I don't think we did. So, but kind of a pretty song. Wonderful song. And yeah. the reason I um, picked this tune today was that. Uh, uh, John Schofield mm-hmm. is out with a new album, and this is one of the tunes on the album. The album is called uh, Uncle John's Cabin. Uncle John's Band. Uncle John's Band. Which is a Grateful Dead tune. A Grateful Dead tune. And so uh, I was just watching a, a, a video of that uh, this morning, his, his kind of promo video mm-hmm. talking about the, the backstory behind behind and everything he was saying how much he, he loves that tune and mm-hmm. um but it's mixed with so many different different yeah. um uh pieces i think uh you know standards it's got uh tambourine man yeah <laughs> so i just started listening to it when i listened to about three tracks or four tracks mm-hmm. on it but i listen we listened to this earlier yeah. uh his version on this and it was just incredible so. yeah it's yeah the the his no choice in timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Schofield's thing. Yeah. His tone is one is just beautiful always. Yeah. But yeah, his no choice in his timing, and I noticed amongst really really amazing guitarists, they can wait a long time between notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Frizzell, Bill Frizzell is great He's, at that. He is a great example of that. I mean, the level of uh, of patience mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, he can kind of kind of flowed and just, you know, I think sometimes he uses the um, delay mm-hmm. to, to kind of aid with all of that. Yeah, know, just, but, uh, just lets it carry on. And, yeah. Um, Dominic Miller, mm-hmm. um, your guitar player, I think, is, he, is he English or, or French? Anyway, he's a tremendous player, plays a Sting. He's been Sting's guitar player for years, but his solo yeah. stuff is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That same thing. He can, yeah. And oddly, um, Oh, from the Rolling Stones, I can't. I've completely lost his name. Um, guitarist for the Rolling Stones. Oh, uh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. If you watch him play, yeah, he'll go for a downstroke, and you think he's never going to make it. It is never getting there in time because uh-huh. he waits so long. Yeah. But it works. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're like, he's kind of loaded up here. He's waiting. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that, that is a thing I keep noticing. It's the very best. Yeah. They can sort of hit a note, have a sip of coffee, <laughs> hit a note, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so much weight to it, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it just—it's present. Yeah, it's—it's—it's you know, it's, it's there and substantial, and um, it's tempting to want to like kind of fill up up space, especially yeah. on a ballad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so before we go on with too too um, many things, before we mention, please uh, leave a comment and let us know what you're working on, and mm-hmm. that'll help us to determine what 
we might want to yeah. uh, talk about and all that. Tell us uh, your struggles and your uh, successes and uh, whether you're out there playing playing gigs and let us know what your experiences are. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And if, yeah, if there's something, you know, you got a question, need something answered, yeah. curious about something, wondering how you get from one step to the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please write us, ask, hit the, hit the bell down there. I'm getting better at pointing here. Yeah. Um, you know, subscribe, like, hit the bell, all the stuff. You know how this works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see, we've got um, John Schofield's, um, mm -hmm. Uncle John's band, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And um, we've got uh, an artist that you, you mentioned, we mm -hmm. did a little listening to her. Yeah. Uh, Hiromi. Hiromi, yeah. yeah. She just goes by Hiromi, Japanese uh, piano player, keyboardist. Mm -hmm. um, she is spectacular. Yeah. I, I have loved everything I've heard of hers because it's fun. Yeah. She is, you, if you watch the live video, she just gets this big grin on her face. She cannot stop smiling. Nice. If I could play like that, I wouldn't stop smiling. It, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. And her usual trio is with uh, has Anthony Jackson uh, playing bass, which makes everything fine. Yeah. Um, so cool. But this new album, um, she has uh, Hadrian Farad playing bass. Mm -hmm. who I'm also a huge fan of. Okay. Because um, he's very, very melodic, and she takes advantage of that yeah. through this. Because there are times where he's just kind of playing a bass part, and there's times where they're doubling melodies and doing harmonies. And, Great. and he's playing the melody. And yeah. It is just that the album's called Sonic Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Pull it up on your streaming service. Buy the CD. You can probably get vinyl. Buy vinyl. Vinyl is cool. Yeah. Um, and you get the big picture. Yeah, yeah. You Actually, can some of the artwork I was noticing is really cool. Yeah, yeah. The artwork on it is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love vinyl because you can read the liner notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, definitely check this out, but It is uh, really, really something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, so on on this tune. Um, not that we're going to get super in in depth with it, but um, we were mentioning before, you know, what are what are some things that uh, folks might want to do on bass or or guitar to mm -hmm. just kind of um, get this together. Let's say if uh, I know s some folks are going to be maybe advanced or, mm -hmm. but kind of aiming at maybe the beginner and intermediate. Uh, we talked mm -hmm. about kind of know your chord voicings, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. develop a library of chords and then bass yeah. playing. Yeah, same thing. You know, we, we have to, we might not play the same chord shape, mm -hmm. um, although I'm, you know, I'm perfectly happy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. Um, yeah. But as bass players, we have to know what's in the chord. Mm -hmm. And how are we, are we going to move with it, through it, or over it? Yeah. You know, how are we, how are we getting there? And what I had suggested in another video was, uh, you know, beginners, you're going to kind of play root and fifth, probably make, throw in a third if you're feeling confident. Yeah. Um, as you become more advanced, you're going to start understanding chord structure. Um, and what I said previously is I used to take a tune like this and I would write out the notes for each chord. Okay. Above. Yeah. Um, when I was like elementary and middle school. Um, that's how I learned, figured out this stuff because then yeah. you start to see. Um, and what I said before was 
so you've got a root note, you've got the structure, you've got the notes in the chord, and then you got the melody. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you can see three things you can play with. Yeah. And for a bass player, it's like, cool, am I supporting the melody here? Am I supporting a, a soloist here? Am I, um, am I taking a bit of the melody myself? Yeah. Um, but it lets you see that, and, and then you sort of pick. I always remember what Pat Metheny said. He, he just has this stream of music flying over mm-hmm. his head. Yeah, I remember you mentioned Yeah, that. and he can just reach up and grab it. Nice. That's kind of this on paper. Mm-hmm. You, you get these three streams of music. Yeah. And, and you can play with it. Yeah. This is, this is, this is where it gets fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, so some things that we were talking about, too, uh, that I'd like to share, um, aside from the tune and everything, is um, gear, drum mm-hmm. machines and apps and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a non-drummer <laughs> or an aspiring drummer, however <laughs> I want to look at it in a given day, <laughs> um, I, I use uh, some VSTs mm-hmm. and programming, drums and, and stuff, and I have a whole process on that. Um, but you had mentioned too that you've you've got some things that you use. I, I do. I've played started playing with stuff that's in Logic on iPad, mm-hmm. which is way cool. But I just have not dedicated the time to it because yeah. I'm playing this thing all the time. Yeah. But I do love. Um, there's a iOS app called Drum Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. It's all sampled instruments, and yeah. it's really and it's a lot of world percussion, which I look for yeah that's cool um then there's another developer has a um, app called soft drum okay so it's basically kind of more brushes and and yeah stick bundles kind of things um that one's incredibly good okay you know where you can just tell it okay i want a bossa nova this beat these kind of brushes yeah and maybe in five yeah, <laughs> that's and you very cool. Get this incredibly realistic sounding thing. Yeah, it won't fool everybody. That's not the idea, but it will give you something to work with. Something to work with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the 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 best thing is just to have a drummer, yeah. you know, on hand with you. But whether for practicing or creating backing tracks and stuff like that, it's it's handy to use a a drum machine. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, if you're Doing a, doing something that's really technical and you know mm-hmm. like something that's in an odd meter, you're going to have a reliable uh, source. Whereas humans are somewhat less reliable. Slightly less reliable, <laughs> and they they want to eat and things like that. <laughs> right. and, um, yeah. yeah. So no, it is yeah for sketching out tunes. Yeah, it's great. Um, a lot of the most of the time when somebody sends me a recording to to you know do tracks for, mm-hmm. there is a drum machine track. Yeah. There's at least a click, but often there's a drum machine track because that will inform the style. Yeah. Because they yeah. can say bossa nova. Really? What kind of bossa nova are we talking about here? <laughs> so if they give me something that's roughly what they have in mind, yeah, then we're good. Yeah, then you're good. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there's some pretty cool um, things that you can do uh, to, to loosen up some of the MIDI things. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about that. Um, Max for Live, there, there are some folks who are writing uh, humanizer mm-hmm. sort of sort of things that you can throw in to, to kind of loosen it up a little bit. Pretty amazing. Very amazing. And then the, uh, that soft drum, the guy who writes that has a bunch of different drum apps. Um, he basically, you can adjust what he calls swing. Yeah. So it's kind of, 
where it is. But then there's sort of, he calls it the jam feel, mm. where it really does loosen things up. Yeah. And, and it's so natural sounding, it's kind of disturbing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think we're um, at, at a time where where sometimes you, you want humans and and you know sort of the machines if you if you need you know like I, I find that I need that uh, for the things that I'm trying to do um, is you you know program program the drums in but you want it to have that human feel or you want it you know yeah it it has to or it just comes off sounding awful yeah you know yeah, it really does that's exactly it it becomes rigid and yeah it sounds very controlled and mm -hmm. um i always joke and say stuff like that borders on russian circus music mm -hmm. you know because because <laughs> it's no offense russians or circuses but you hear that yeah and mm -hmm. nothing moves yeah you know instead we're only here yeah a little, it, it, little to the yeah, if not, or a little, you know, little groove to it. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just that straight click that we all heard, you know, from the the core drum machines in the seventies. Yeah, you know, where you you picked a style and a speed and hang on. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> so yeah, really useful. But yeah, in the end, I'd rather have a drummer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'll mention that I, I went into the. Uh, the music go around last mm -hmm. week, and they have some old school yeah. drum machines. I don't know if you've seen those. I saw those. They have like an old Korg in there, yeah. and I think in an old Roland. Yeah. Um, and just as an aside, you need to find an old Saturday Night Live with Bill Murray doing his lounge singer act. Okay. And he's on it. I think they're in a ski lodge, and Paul Schaefer is playing piano because he was the piano player for the, the show. Mm -hmm. And they give the drum machine a solo. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. He's like, the chord 3000, and they turn the speed way up and then back it down, and everybody applauds. <laughs> That's hilarious. I need to find that. <laughs> that I'd love that. But um, yeah, give me, a, give me a good drummer anytime. And, yeah. You know, for bass players, drummers are your best friend. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. You know, bring them snacks, talk mm -hmm. nicely to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they make your life easy. Yeah, I think um, exchanging uh, tracks and stuff is something that I that I aspire to do down the road, mm -hmm. which is you know just um, you know talk to somebody and say, hey, can you can you record this, you know, for whatever amount of agreed money mm -hmm. and and you know uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I I love first I love doing that work. Yeah, it's you know I don't have to put on pants or anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's an album that a drummer buddy of mine, Nick, and I have been working with a singer. She's in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Nick is near D.C. I'm near Baltimore. Yeah. She just sends it out. We do a couple of runs, send it back. Yeah. The album comes out next month. Nice. What, what's, the, what's the name of that? Uh, it's called Extates. Um, okay. That's Laura, Laura Chu Wines. Okay. Um, and they'll be... I'll be spamming people yeah, with awesome. it when it becomes available. Let me know because uh, yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah, she's a interesting, interesting songwriter. Okay, a very narrative songwriter. Yeah, um, it's not just boy meets girl, boy loses girl kind of thing. Yeah, um, but very, very interesting songs. Uh, unique vocal style. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. So you gig with that group mm -hmm. right um 
we were talking a little bit about what's in the bag, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is a good, especially for younger folks who are going out and mm -hmm. playing. So let's talk a little bit about what to take to a gig. You know, what to what mm -hmm. to put in the bag. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you like? What do you what do you think is required? So. One thing that I really try to do is is work on redundancy. So, so I may have some some backup equipment mm -hmm. um, for just in case, but usually it's not that necessary. Um, but sometimes I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm a little bit worried about forgetting stuff. So, um, when I go and I play, I'm I'm, a, I'm just like running through the bag mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, <laughs> like what what did I forget or you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, but. Need, I need a certain length of, of power cable. So I try to have something that's at least 15 feet yeah. and um, maybe an on-off switch. But usually there are other folks that come with kind of the same stuff like that. But you yeah. don't want to like try to like rely on other people or yeah. ask other people for yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, because that'll be the day they forgot theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the universe works. That's just <laughs> and, and that's another thing is that if you have some something extra, sometimes you can help another person out mm -hmm. if something's uh, missing. But um, need I need an amp. I need the guitar. Extra set of strings always. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes I just do a backup guitar so they don't have to change a string on this spot. Yeah. Just pull a, another guitar. Um, but I almost never break a string, <laughs> so, so there's that. But um, but you know, just the um, the tuner, you mm -hmm. got you got to have a tuner that tunes without um, needing uh, yeah, yeah. in the room sound. Yeah, so to tune uh, silently. Yeah, to be able to tune silently, I think mm -hmm. that's important for for others, um, and then also for yourself if if people are warming up horns or yeah. something um it's it's going to be hard to tune on a traditional tuner yeah so. and, and it's just more professional yeah yeah nobody nobody wants to hear you going ding ding eh, eh, eh. nobody wants that yeah you know and especially if things are running tight on the schedule like they almost always are yeah things change it's like oh i've got 10 seconds to tune yeah yeah <laughs> um that's yeah, like i use a peterson strobo stomp okay yeah, like my my standard board that goes with me everywhere. It's a little board. It's a volume pedal, a radial uh, bass bone mm -hmm. preamp and DI, yeah. and a Peterson tuner, mm -hmm. and they are wired together. Yeah, so I can pull it out, plug it in. I'm good. Good. Yeah, I generally use a clip-on tuner. Mm -hmm. um, works pretty well. It's actually Peterson as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed that before. There's all the tuners in the world, and then there's Peterson. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I definitely, you know, prefer that one. I I never feel like I have an issue with with mm -hmm. that. Uh, picks. So, mm -hmm. I almost always use a pick. Um, maybe not every tune, right? But I I may need like a backup pick, and in case like I think I've dropped a pick like once. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so it's it's very very rare, but it it did happen once, and right. I was kicking myself about it. But but just to have something. Psh, Next pick, you know, it's yeah. like be able to switch quickly to mm -hmm. to finger picking or whatever, get yeah. get things going, and if you have a moment of space, you know, just grab. Yeah. and and if you know, you and I tend to play mostly jazz. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're a rock and roll player, 
and you're on stage and you're getting sweaty, you're going to drop a pick. Yeah. It's going to squirt out of your fingers yeah. <laughs> for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's why you see guys will like take double sided tape and stick a bunch of picks down the side. Yeah. It's very 70s rock and roll, but there's mm -hmm. a reason for that. Yeah. And that's, it's right there and you can just grab it and you go. Just grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are some, uh, anything else that you're going to think of? Um, well, I always, always have a 25 foot extension cord mm -hmm. and a at least eight outlet power strip. Like it's a good APC. Yeah. Um, I know. I think you have Furman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff that's got protection and because yep. you never know. Um, I actually carry a little electrical tester. Mm -hmm. You plug in. It's got three lights, and you plug it into the socket, and it will tell you if it's wired correctly and if you've actually got a ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're playing, if you're playing through an amplifier, you should own one of these. They're like eight bucks mm -hmm. at your big box store, yeah. uh, hardware store. Um, because I have gone in and plugged in places and seen no ground and it's wired backwards. And I will find whoever's in charge and go, uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm not sacrificing my gear to your yeah. shoddy electric. Yeah. Um, and it's a safety thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if there's no ground, you got problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you find that like in old buildings and stuff, but the well-maintained places, yeah, yeah, it'll work. But definitely get one of these little... The little yellow thing, it's got three lights. Yeah. It, it can actually save your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, I always, because of the strings I play, I these Labella uh, tape wounds, they, it's funny, they don't really go dead. They go mm -hmm. a little floppy. Okay. Um, they just kind of get a little loose, and you got to keep tightening them up. Yeah. And that's when I change them. But I always keep the previous set. Yeah. I put it in a Ziploc bag with all those little desk compacts. Yeah. And that goes with me. Yeah. Mostly because they're 60 bucks a set. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Because uh, bass, bass strings are, are a lot more expensive than yeah. your typical guitar set. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I always just keep the previous set. Mm -hmm. So, in case, should something happen, it's never happened. But in case it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm set. And uh, if I'm going more than half an hour away from the house, yeah, I've got. You know, a couple of tools, wrench, um, yeah, hex wrenches yep. that fit your guitar, fit Absolutely. your truss rod, fit your bridges, yep. you know, all your bridge screws. Like this one has two different sizes, mm -hmm. um, but this size fits. This The end down here fits this one up here for the truss yeah. rod. Learn how to adjust your truss rods, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know how, go find your local tech. Say, look, I'll give you 50 bucks if you show me how to do this. Mm -hmm. And they'll show you. Yeah. They might just show you for free, but money never hurts. Yeah. Because you can all you can be playing a gig and be in a weird climate situation. And you know, I've had things where I've gotten on a gig and all of a sudden I'm I'm noticing my neck just started to move a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, it's and actually that gig was in a in a uh, oh anyway, uh, like a greenhouse. Oh. And the humidity was so high yeah, it's gonna move, yeah. <laughs> that the neck started to straighten too much because mm -hmm. it was swelling. And I was like, yeah, I've never um, places that are really cold. You yeah. know, you'll see this sort of thing. So have the wrenches that fit. Learn how to do this. It's nothing scary. Yeah. Small, small movements. Definitely don't overdo it. But. Yeah. I mean, I tell I tell people an eighth of a turn. Yeah. And just do it in eighths. Mm -hmm. And you're good. I've done a couple thousand of them. Yeah. And I still rarely go more than a quarter of a turn unless it's something pretty drastic. Um, yeah. The electrical stuff, the wrenches, 
um, guitar players, bass players, if you play with a pick and you're playing rock and roll, you're gonna get sweaty. I have a bag of them. Yeah. Buy them in bulk. Yeah. Um, maybe a change of clothes. Yeah. Um, it's like I've got a gig on Wednesday that's two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be wearing my suit to drive there. Right. You know, I'll, I'll wear, you know, nice pants and a T-shirt Yeah. to get there, load in, get everything set up, then go change, and then probably change shirts after, put the shirt I drove up. Think, it's things like that. Have a towel. Mm-hmm. Douglas Adams was right. You should always have your towel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I always have two. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of my towels does have 42 on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> find the book. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's kind of it. There was a long time in the 80s where I was bringing spare sets of strings for guitar players. Okay. <laughs> because. Yeah. Um, but I usually have string changing tools, mm-hmm. you know, like a wrench with, with side cutters so I can change yeah. strings real quick. Be yeah. able to fix yourself in place. Do not rely on the local music store having what you need or even being open. Yeah, if you use pedals, have extra batteries. Yeah, maybe a spare uh, power supply. Not a big fancy brick, mm-hmm. but like a single 9-volt. Yeah. So if you had to, you could come down to one pedal. Yeah, and you have to realize, too, that the um, there are all sorts of different gigs, but you, you have an organizer who may be completely overwhelmed by everything, and you don't want to become a problem for that person because right. they're, they're worried about... Music. They're worried about lighting. The they're worried about the and... <laughs> um, the catering. Yeah, yeah. There and and so you don't want to become their problem because then that's going to reflect badly on the um, on the band and uh, and, mm-hmm. and whoever got the band connected with that. Yeah, event. Yeah. My um, um, anything like that. My goal is to be the most helpful person possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just want to look at go up to the if I'm the leader of the band. Yeah, I'm going to go up to whoever the organizer is and say, all right, is there anything special you need? Mm -hmm. Okay, we got it. What time do you want us to start? Yeah. And leave them alone. Yeah. I'll just, you know, where where do you want us? Where's the closest outlet Mm -hmm. to that place? And yeah, anything helpful, you know. Yeah, then they will love you and they will call you again. Yeah. This is sort of the point. (laughs) And there's oftentimes less space than you want. Always. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you might be prepared to, you know, have a strap. Be prepared to stand if you need to, um, or, or you know, be prepared to sit if you need a footrest and bring a footrest. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. like have, that. Have your have. You should be able to walk into the room and set up what you have with you and perform mm-hmm. without any outside help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always get, you know, my rules. I get to a gig at least an hour in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a more complex thing, it might be two hours. Yeah, because I don't like being surprised. Yeah, and you're you're driving. Um, anything could happen, so you you really got to be prepared because you're going to be stressed. Yeah. Uh, if if there's a traffic jam or and a lot of times it's just unfamiliar place. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you're going to get lost. Maybe yeah. You know, there's construction you didn't know about. Yeah, leave, so. you know, yeah, give yourself enough time so that when you get there, you're still early. Mm-hmm. And early is not five minutes before downbeat. <laughs> early is an hour before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know I know a lot of leaders that will fire you 
if you yeah. if you don't show up at least an hour in advance. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's a, if a drummer thing, but it seems like the drummers are always the last one, but the ones that you need there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's funny that I do work with some drummers, and it's always a joke to see which one of us can get there first, because mm-hmm. I yeah. like being the first person there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it lets me lay out power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for the whole band, even if it's not my gig, you know, because yeah. I've got the big extension cord and the big power strip, and you know, they'll say, oh, there's power nearby. It's in the next building. Yeah. I have had that happen. <laughs> where it's, it's literally 100 feet away. Yeah. And I was like, not on the property, somewhere in the, yeah, oh, it's a right. mess. <laughs> be early. Be early, Be, yeah. be a Boy Scout. Be prepared, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. be helpful to the organizer because they will love you. They will hire you back. Yeah. You will make even more money because you get to raise your rate because... They'll look at the client and go, well, look, we got these guys that are fantastic and they're reliable and they do a great show. Yeah. And, and it's just because you were nice to them. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe also just just thinking about this, um, unload, park your car, you know, don't, don't park where the guests would be parking or, mm. you know, just little considerate things like, like that, you know, put your four-way flashers on, maybe unload. Mm-hmm. Go take care of your car. Don't park in the most convenient spot necessarily, mm-hmm. um, unless unless it's maybe um, parallel parking. That might be the exception. Yeah, but. a lot of times they will have places they want you to park. Yeah. If it's any kind of event, mm-hmm. um, there'll be where place where they want you to load in, and a place where they want you to park. Yeah. So the trick is, yeah, park, go in, find the organizer, say, right, where can, where do we load in? Yeah. Uh, is there is there band parking? Yeah, and read the email. You know, don't don't be the that person who who's um, has all the plans laid out by someone <laughs> who sent you the email, and then you're you're going to the event and you're stressed and like don't know what you're doing. You're asking everybody, yeah, but you actually technically already should know. Yeah, you know? good organizer, good booker will send you that email. Yeah, usually the night before mm-hmm. with all the final details. Yeah. Read it, memorize it, know it. Yeah, I, I print it usually, mm-hmm. you know, just to get kind of go over it again. So. Yeah, it's um, yeah. There's a lot to think about. Yeah, and it's like exactly. I know November. I'm heading to Pittsburgh for a week. I'm packing everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's also a gig where I'm playing three different bases. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the big rig, three bases, all the stuff. Nice. Um, cool. So yeah. You gotta if you're playing down to your local pool, you know, a swimming pool for the summer party, that's one thing. Yeah. And driving four and a half hours to Pittsburgh, that's something else. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I know guys who have short distance and long distance gig bags. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, and the long distance one has all the tools. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really need to. Great. All right. Well so, we'll mention uh, John's cables mm-hmm. and repairs. Yeah can send that to him via email. Absolutely. Uh, and I, my company is called Instrument Audio, and that's what I do. It's it's audio for musical instruments. So all the st- switching, wiring, custom cables, um, even studio stuff. Yeah. Um, there is some electronics design I'm working on, which mm-hmm. is coming along nicely. And I'm not nice. going to give it away, but it's way cool. Awesome. Um, so that's probably after the first of the year. Awesome. I'll have a piece of gear. Well, you'll keep us updated. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, we'll show it off here first. Nice. Awesome. So, yeah, Great. I mean, if and, you know, if you just have questions about, well, how does this switching wiring stuff work? Mm-hmm. Hit us up on here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll happily, you know, talk you down and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get it working for you. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, thanks so much, John. And Thank you, Jim. Uh, have a great practice session, everybody. And we'll see you all in the next one. See you next time.